the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Bruce Hooley Show podcast is brought to you by HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. Creating jobs and restoring dignity one cup at a time. Good coffee doing good. Learn more at HemisphereCoffeeRoasters.com. We start hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show with our weekly visit with Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. Check out his website, OpportunityOhio.org, and follow him on Twitter, at OhioMatt. Lots of great stuff. Uh, Matt is a really good source for us on business and politics and things as they relate to the state of Ohio. So, Matt, speaking of politics, we got a big Senate race in the state of Ohio, and this is supposedly a Republican wave. We've got a Republican senator retiring and a guy backed by Peter Thiel, J.D. Vance, running, yet Tim Ryan is all over the airwaves, all over TV, and J.D. Vance, uh, a lot of people are complaining what? He's in the witness protection program. What do you make of Vance's campaign so far? Yeah, I mean, it's curious. Uh, I get it uh, in one sense that people aren't really paying, people meaning voters, aren't really paying attention until, frankly, Labor Day and thereafter anyway. So, you know, Tim Ryan can be out there like screwing around like a mouse, but it doesn't make a difference. And that's really the big question, right? With J.D., I think the bigger issue is is not only do you not see or hear about him, it's you're seeing campaign finance reports that don't look very impressive, right? Yep. And so that, I think, combined is what's giving people the jitters when it comes to, to this, this race here, because most people see this one as a safe Republican seat, uh, yet... You know, when the numbers don't come in finance-wise, when you don't see your guy out and about doing things, that makes people awful nervous. Um, and you just can't rely on an anti-Biden, anti-progressive left. You know, Tim Ryan's just, you know, one of the left progressive Biden guys to, to push you over the top. You, you still got to get out there and campaign aggressively. Here's what I see. You know, a, a, Ryan's got like $12 million, and J.D. Vance still has debts to pay off his Senate primary campaign. So I get it. But there are county fairs in Ohio where you can get out and campaign without much cost at all. And you might not think that's much worth the effort to do it. I think it is worth the effort to do it, to be out and about. And I also look at this as, let's say it's a mile race and it's four laps and Ryan's running really fast in a first lap, second lap maybe. But there's at least two laps left in this. So I don't think this is unsalvageable. But it is interesting to me that Bill Cunningham is quoted in a story that I read the WLW talk show host in Cincinnati saying he told J.D. Vance, it's your race to lose, and right now you're losing it. And I don't think anybody's questioning Bill Cunningham's conservative bona fides or uh, the fact that, uh, you know, Willie would want J.D. Vance to win this race. I mean, I certainly want him to win this race. The thought of Sherrod Brown and Tim Ryan being the senators from Ohio, you talk about Ohio not being represented by its representatives. Those two guys wouldn't represent the people of the state of Ohio's real true feelings to me at all. Yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm a big proponent of retail politics, grassroots stuff, right? But you you got to go to county fairs, you got to go to the highest state fair. Why? Well, because it's the thing you do. First of all, you get to get all the greasy bad food for you, which is always fun. Yeah. You get the people watch, which is also always fun. But you get to then meet, you know, Joe and Jane Main Street, Ohio, and that that's kind of where you show up and, and show yourself. And they get to kick the can and say, "Oh, I saw this 
J.D. Vance fell, seems like a good guy. They tell their neighbors, their friends, and kind of that's how it happens. And so I think it's over the top a bit to say J.D.'s losing, right? But he definitely just needs to to step it up both on the financing side as well as the get out there and do something side. And he can't just rely on going on Tucker Carlson to, to win this race. Because, you know, the fact of the matter is most people don't watch Tucker Carlson or Fox News or CNN. They don't, they don't watch cable news. Uh, you got to connect with him some other way, and, and hopefully his campaign is figuring out how to do that, and we just aren't seeing it yet. Okay, so the guy that J.D. Vance is replacing, and we're talking with Matt Mayer of Opportunity Ohio. Check him out online at opportunityohio.org, and you can also follow him on Twitter at Ohio. Matt, read his Substack, The Patriot Mind. Rob Portman retiring, and is it me, or is he voting now like a guy, acting like a guy who doesn't have any political worries going forward he's elected to represent the will of the people of the state of ohio and i do not believe at all that it is the will of the people of the state of ohio that one of their two sitting u.s senators in this case rob portman would be not only a supporter but a co-sponsor of a bill to codify same-sex marriage and extend protections to same-sex couples that all married couples have. I do not believe that's the will of the state of the, uh, the will of the people in the state of Ohio, and it didn't used to be uh, Rob Portman's view until his son told him that his son was gay, and then Rob Portman changed his political position to align with his personal desire to approve of his son's lifestyle. So I, I just kind of wonder: Would he be governing the way he's governing, voting the way he's voting, if not for the fact that he doesn't have to worry about running for re-election? No, he wouldn't. Let's, you, know, you and I both know that, right? If, if you've got an ele- another election coming up, you're going to vote in a way that doesn't get you in trouble with the people who vote for you. And you know, Rob Portman is now kind of being Rob Portman, which is an establishment, Bush-type kind of politician who is, is more more into you know being buddies with the other side while they kick us in the teeth than he is about actually standing up for the hardcore conservative values uh, that has made America great. And so the, 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 I'm not surprised to see, you know, Rob Portman voting like a squish because, you know, frankly, he's an establishment guy and always has been uh, for his entire political career. Yeah. And I'm talking about like his vote on uh, gay marriage. And I'm talking about I'm also more surprised, I guess, by Mike Carey uh, being one of the few Republicans who joined with the Democrats to vote to codify uh, Obergefell gay marriage into law. I, I don't understand what the what the motivation for Mike Carey to do that is. It's a personal conviction. He's entitled to it. I just think he'll pay a price for that the next time he runs for re-election, which is, you know, going to be coming up pretty quick. Yeah, I mean, I think he's he's clearly looked at his district and thinks it's a, it's a safe enough vote that it's not going to cause him much problems. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, he's got to deal with some of the suburban voters that are going to be pro over you know, Obervel and and so I think you know that's the kind of political calculus he clearly has made. Matt Mayer, our guest, opportunityohio.org, Matt's website. And I, I laugh every time I see a mention of the Christopher Columbus statute. The dispatch did a story on it the other day that City of Columbus is like grappling with what to do with the statue, but it will not be uh, placed back where it was before. First of all, the whole removal of this thing was stupid unless you're going to change the name of the city. That's my view on it. Uh, what do you make of it and where might it end up? You got a spot in your front yard for it, Matt? Yeah, I'd love it, man. Uh, look, th- this is the most ridiculous virtue signaling bow, bow, bow punk dunk stuff you could ever come up with. I mean, <laughs> so we're going to remove a statue of a guy because he's a horrible guy 
but we're going to keep the name of the guy is our city. Like, you can't have it both ways. If he's such a bad guy that the statue shouldn't be anywhere in the city of Columbus, then you better change your name to cow dunk or yeah. something. Like, that's just the way it is. Like, you can't you can't play this game. And if you are, what you're really doing is you're doing the hand ring for public consumption to try to, you know, assuage the, the progressive crazies. And then you're going to end up doing nothing and you're going to stick it in some back alley. But, like, look, I mean, we, 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 we've got to get to a point in, in America where we look at history from the perspective that is proper, which is to say you cannot hold Christopher Columbus to the standard of 2022. It's not fair. It's not right. It was a different time, just like our founding father. Yep. Like, that, that just like we wouldn't want to be held to the standard in 2022 today. Like, things change. We, you know, we come up with different ideas and notions, and, and he was just a man of his era. doesn't make him bad. doesn't make him great. It just means, hey, what did he contribute to? The furtherment of of, of, of of mankind, yes. And that's what we honor him for. So let's deal with that. And if we want to have a, okay, we need to also talk about the fact that there was all this disease he brought with him and there were all these people that then died and maybe didn't treat some people fine. Great, let's talk about that. Let's be accurate about history. But, but look, if you're going to get rid of the statue, get rid of the name and be consistent and not a hypocrite. And so like that's where they just need to stop stop with this silliness. Totally agree with that. Matt Mayer is our guest. He's with OpportunityOhio.org, and you can follow him on Twitter at Ohio Matt. So when I think of that, judging people going forward uh, by the standard, you know, or or moving the the judgment standard, um, you know, they people do that with slavery, like you said, with the founding fathers. I firmly believe that someday in America we're going to look back on abortion and we're going to wonder how we could have possibly been so barbaric. We have with J.D. Vance and uh, Tim Ryan, with Nan Whaley and with Mike DeWine, a delineation clearly between the two candidates on the Republican side, the two candidates on the Democratic side, where Whaley and Ryan are for abortion up to the minute of birth, and DeWine and Vance are absolutely positively not. They're both backers of the heartbeat bill, maybe even more stringent on abortion in Ohio. Do you believe that abortion can be... uh, a the kind of issue uh, in Ohio that decides both races. I do not think that. However, I agree with you wholeheartedly that a hundred years from now we will look back and this will be a great shame of America that we killed thirty six million babies and that you know the the whole dark side of the of the abortion movement from Margaret Sanger trying to essentially get rid of blacks and Hispanics and other, quote, undesirables that she didn't deem to be worthy because they weren't white, wealthy, waspy people, right? And to me, that whole legacy and getting into the fact that, you know, we abort all these these kids, it, 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 when it's clearly there's heartbeat, there's brainwave, if there's that, it feels, thinks, emotes, and experiences just like you and I do. You cannot then say that is not life that should be should not be protected. We've got to protect that. And we will look back on the abortion era and, 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 and with great shame that we killed millions and millions of babies. Agree totally. Uh, it's great to have you on. Enjoy the trip that you have coming up. And I look forward to checking in with you again next week. All right. Look forward to it. Thanks, Bruce.
We played you an assortment of video yesterday from The View. Yeah, sorry, apologize. But they set a trap for themselves by basically slandering Turning Point USA, saying that they were a bunch of neo-Nazis because there were neo-Nazis on the street, not inside the Turning Point USA convention. Then they came back from break on The View and read a legal, help me out here, don't want to get sued, and then they stepped on that with both Whoopi Goldberg and Joy Behar saying, yeah, well, but they still had neo-Nazis there. And besides, Ron DeSantis was there. And he's, he's worse than Trump. So now Charlie Kirk says that he is uh, considering the possibility of filing a lawsuit against The View and ABC, which airs The View. Charlie Kirk said yesterday, talking to lawyers, Many think we have a strong case. You cannot smear minors as Nazis and get away with it. It impacts them for the rest of their life. And the hashtag Sue the View was trending yesterday. So if you're fascinated by Charlie Kirk or by any of the other Salem hosts, like Mike Gallagher, Seb Gorka, Hugh Hewitt, Dennis Prager, Brandon Tatum, well, you have the chance to watch them do what they do while they are doing it. No, not on Zoom. In person. It is the... Terrific Talkers VIP Experience Sweepstakes. Enter once a day, every day, at 989theanswer.com or theanswerdayton.com. If you win, you will fly, along with a guest, to the host city of the host of your choice, and you will sit in while they do their program. Three nights hotel accommodations and a $300 Visa gift card comes with it. Where will you go? If you want to see Mike Gallagher, well, it'll be New York or Tampa. Seb Gorka and Hugh Hewitt are in Washington, D.C. Charlie Kirk and Brandon Tatum are in the Phoenix area. And Dennis Prager is in L.A. You also could pick Eric Metaxas if you so choose. He also is in New York City along with Mike Gallagher part of the time. Now, all of those hosts and this host often tell you about the dangers of the LGBTQ movement in schools where an increasing depressing number of teachers are more than willing to try to indoctrinate your kids into the transgender lifestyle. It is perfectly understandable that kids going through puberty, very awkward age, remember it. No one wants to go back, oh, I remember the good old days when I was going through puberty. No, nobody remembers the good old days going through puberty. They were awkward You didn't really understand why your voice was changing or your body was changing, and you just wanted to blend into the woodwork and not stand out. You just wanted to have friends, but you didn't want people to make fun of you, and heaven forbid you were picked on or bullied. So a lot of kids who are in that situation find that they can go from being a target to being a superstar by changing their pronouns, changing their identity. Oh, now look at you. You're the it kid because the teachers... Take up your cause, and while a normal kid will quite likely be left to deal with the bully him or herself, well, try bullying a transgender kid. Whoa, you will find yourself expelled before you know it. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I'm just saying that adopting a transgender identity is a way to go from being someone without community, without identity, without being special, to having 
teachers, administrators, and all kinds of people pay attention to you and protect you. But the teachers who are so caring and loving and defensive of you may not have your best interest at heart. Case in point, here is a teacher in Michigan who spoke to his school board uh, a couple of months ago. Mount Pleasant, Michigan, the teacher's name is Eric Roman. Take note of his condescending tone toward the parents and administrators in the room. I'm a resident, townie, taxpayer, vaccinated and functioning, graduate of this high school, class of 1999, proud member of the LGBTQIA community, and an employee of Mount Pleasant Public Schools. Wearing a BLM t-shirt. Wearing a BLM t-shirt while he's doing all this. I really cannot speak any more eloquently than the people who have spoken before me tonight. But what I can say is that for the last five years, I have had the profound privilege of working with your students, with your students, with your students. And I can tell you this, they are hungry for knowledge. They are so hungry for knowledge that despite your words, your wishes, your values, Mm. They will learn Mm. on their own. Mm -hmm. So many of your children are hurting, questioning, struggling in this world that we have created. They are simultaneously being taught to celebrate and to hate who they are. I can't deny that. Every day. Ultimately, they will become who they will become with or without us. Give them the chance, the grace, and the support to embrace their own learning. They're going to do it anyway, no matter what you say or do. Do you feel suitably scolded now by the uh, superiority of Eric Roman? You say, wow, that guy's a powerful speaker. I wonder where he is today. He's, uh, well, he's in the legal system. That's where he is. Because while Eric Roman was talking about your children being hungry to learn. He was hungry for something else. He was hungry for sex with a minor. And he was caught in a sting operation by police along with two other men who were soliciting a boy online for things that no teacher or adult should do with a boy. So this is one of the two reasons why there is so much effort expended to glorify the transgender movement in schools. One is because of perverts and pedophiles like Eric Roman, although that's a majority reason. The second reason is to eliminate people who do not subscribe to the theory. After all, if you raise a generation of people who look at the LGBTQ movement as normal and fulfilling, then eventually... Those of us who realize that it is damaging for the people trapped in it, and it leads to all kinds of harm, well, then we'll eventually die off. And they will be left with no voices saying true things about their horrific way of living. 
three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.